I'm Sarah, a PA and mama to a six-month-old little boy. And I'm Maria, a third grade teacher expecting my first baby in September. We certainly don't claim to be motherhood experts. In fact, we are just beginning to figure this whole thing out. But one thing that we have quickly realized is that pregnancy and motherhood require a great deal of sacrifice. But what a gift that sacrifice is. It gives us the tiniest glimpse of the sacrifice our Heavenly Father made when he sent his own son to die for us, a death that we deserved. Through motherhood, we get to live out the gospel message of sacrifice daily, as we do our best to love these little people that the Lord has entrusted us with. So whether you're drinking hot coffee and praying to one day become a mama, decaf while you're growing your babe, or cold coffee that was once hot while you meet the needs of your littles, come hang out with us while we chat all things motherhood and discover what the Lord is teaching us through the sacrifices of this sweet season. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Podcast. My name's Maria and I'm here with Sarah and Justin today. Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, and today we are excited because Sarah and Justin are going to talk a little bit about gardening um, some practical tips for gardening, and then they're going to relate it a lot to um, parenting and teaching their little kiddos and to our life as Christians. Was that a good enough intro? Yeah. Okay, good. And I know nothing about any of this, so I'm going to try hard to contribute, and we will pray that I learn something. You're going to learn a lot Because <laughs> yeah. I like reaping the benefit of them gardening, but I don't like doing it myself. Look at you already using, like, the gardening. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) So on theme. Um, And I'm snuggling Lena again, and she's making lots of noises. There will be baby noises in the next few episodes for sure. But you know what? That's just what you get with a motherhood podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think she's hungry. Mm -hmm. She's totally hungry. Um, So we were just thinking it would be fun if we shared kind of how we got into composting and gardening, and then... We were going to talk a little bit just about what composting is. I've had a couple people say, like, if you guys ever did an episode on composting, I just don't really know much about it. Um, So anyway, we thought it'd be fun to kind of just talk a little bit about what composting is, which Justin is the master of all that. Mm -hmm. And then just some practical gardening tips. And then there was a few, Justin and I were talking and brainstorming for the episode, and just a few like more secular life lessons that we feel like gardening can help teach our kids. Mm -hmm. And then we thought it'd be fun if we broke down gardening, like the different elements of gardening, and talked about just how they parallel um, to our lives as being Christians and how we can use the different elements of gardening to teach our kids just about being believers and all that fun stuff. So I feel like, I mean, obviously I will have something sad, but a lot of this, like Justin is really, as Maria Farmer always, Justin. Yeah, as Maria always says, <laughs> Farmer Justin. So anyway, I don't know if you, do you just want to start with how we got into gardening and composting? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we both grew up in Salem and then we moved to Roanoke and both of those areas supply you with both a recycling bin and a trash can. But, Roanoke uh, City, not the county. Oh, good to know. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You have to take your own recycling in the county. And oh, in yes. Salem. But they yeah. do supply you with a trash can. Oh, dang it. Never mind. Uh, See, yeah. I already tried to say something <laughs> and I wasn't correct. <laughs> no, but you're right. We didn't have a recycling bin growing up. I grew up in the county. Um, but a couple years ago, we moved to Charlottesville, and the only thing they supply you with is a recycling bin. Dang. They don't supply you with a trash can. And in fact, if you want a trash can, you have to go pay for a tag. Well, first you have to go like to Lowe's or wherever and buy the trash can. Because UPA yeah. is weird. Yes. 
Sorry. I wasn't going to say it. I, I'll say it. I'm just kidding. Um, but then you have to go to town hall and you have to buy, yeah, you pay for like a year Dang. long tag based on whatever size trash can you got. So mm-hmm. it's essentially like the weight of trash that you're throwing away hmm. weekly. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know this. Yeah. So when we moved to Charlottesville, I am really cheap and frugal. Frugal. I was going to say not cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Intentional with your finances. Just <laughs> Intentional with the finances. That's a good way to put that. Um, and so we bought a pretty small trash can, like a 30-gallon trash can, and hmm. tried to figure out how to fit our trash into that trash can. And so that's when we really started recycling everything we could. Mm-hmm. And that's carried over now that we moved back to Roanoke. Um, and actually, I really liked the idea. Like, I felt really frustrated with it at first Mm -hmm. but like I really think it's a good idea and makes us more intentional about like what we're throwing away yeah Um, you know it's important and good to be good stewards of the earth mm -hmm. and yeah so it's not like Justin said it's not something either of us grew up doing but yeah it's a learning curve too Mm -hmm. for sure but yeah so along with trying to reduce what we actually threw away so in addition to recycling Justin was like even more than that how else can we minimize the actual trash we're throwing away yeah and i think we realized most of what we use because we try and eat as clean as possible at home like whole Mm -hmm. using a lot of produce and meat Mm -hmm. um, and not a lot of processed food so we realized a lot of what we're eating could also be composted and i talked to a couple people at work that were already doing that and um so it kind of grew from there and we actually didn't even need the size trash can we bought and mm-hmm. but we had already bought the tag, so we kept it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use like half of that every week, just because we were recycling so much and then composting anything we could. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a fun experience, a lot of learning, which I like to do. It was a new thing for me to get involved in. And Sarah was in school, so I had a little bit of extra time. Play with the trash. Yeah, <laughs> she was studying to be a PA, and I was studying how to compost. <laughs> Yes. Um, but I think from there, you were then just trying to figure out like, okay, so now we have this compost, which produces really good soil. And in a minute, we'll talk a little bit about what composting is. Um, and so I think from there, you were like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. So still along the lines of not trying to waste anything, just trying to figure out what to do with the compost. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that made the most sense was to start a garden and try and figure that out too. So it also gave me another thing to study. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, a lot of extra time while Sarah was in school. Yeah. So. And I think it's really cool, too. So I don't know, Justin, if really anyone in your family that you know of gardened. But my parents didn't garden. Mm-hmm. But my mom's parents and my dad's parents both grew up mm-hmm. gardening. And so I always say it's kind of cool. Like, we're, like, going back to our roots. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, and they and both had, like, legit farms, right? My my mom's parents had like some cows at one point, a pony, but they have a bunch of land and had two huge gardens when okay. when I was younger. They have one now, but I mean fruit trees. Wow. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's parents, not recently, but they did used to have animals. And my dad's grandparents for sure had animals and gardens and yeah, cool. a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I think for me just thinking like, it's really cool to like think back and mm-hmm. you know go back to my roots and get to do that. But 
Yeah. I mean, not necessarily gardening, but we always grew up and I would work with my dad a lot and we would try and do as much as we could ourselves um, as far as like around the house fixing things. So it was also cool to think about trying to grow our own food and, and like provide for our family in that way. So that was really cool. Yeah, that for sure appealed to you. Um, so yeah, when we were in Charlottesville, that was when, I guess, um, not last summer, but what did we say? Was it the summer of 2017 mm -hmm. that we planted our first garden, or I guess Justin planted the first garden? Yeah, so we actually planted late, late that year because we had a lot going on that year. Mm -hmm. We had just moved and um, started composting pretty quickly um, into the spring. And so I was talking to somebody at work about what could still grow at that point. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we planted our first garden. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so like learning about composting, I tried to figure out like what that even entailed. Um, yeah, so first just like what is composting? Yeah, so composting, the way, I'm no expert, definitely still learning, trying to figure out how to do it the most efficient way. But... You're basically combining brown material, what they call brown material, which is like newspaper leaves in the fall. Leaves in the fall is the easiest one. And then mm -hmm. um, now we have chickens, so like chicken bedding as well. And chicken poop. Yes. That's what he means by that. Well, the chicken poop is the green. I'm um, just kidding. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> the actual bedding, you're right. You're yes. Right. Yes. The bedding, the straw, whatever you use for that. So that's really cool that we can use that now. But And then the green is basically any kind of produce grass clippings um coffee grounds fruit coffee grounds mm -hmm. and then the coffee filter would actually be a, a brown material so just trying to combine as much of that as possible and then there's a certain ratio and like i said i was no expert to start with so i definitely didn't follow it the first couple of years um, but i think it's like 66 33 66 brown 33 percent green but and the don't whole reason that. the whole reason that you have the ratio is that helps like break everything down Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually there's a reaction going on and then there's other, you know, bugs and stuff that will help with the composting mm -hmm. process and it'll actually heat up and like generate heat. Which wow. Will, yeah. But, but just back to like what is composting, it's essentially just taking like scraps and they break down mm -hmm. and become really nutrient rich soil that then you can use for gardening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the, the brown and the green material. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just some like basics for composting. So you want to, like Justin always has built like basically a covering for our compost mm -hmm. pile. So maybe just explain a little bit about like why you would want to do that. Yeah. So we just have a simple bin made of wood. The one in Charlottesville was made of pallets. And mm -hmm. so nothing crazy. And then uh, I always built a covering because the moisture matters as well. You don't want it to be too wet and just be soaking wet so you don't want rain to just get in so I always built a covering but you want to keep some moisture in there mm -hmm. and the other thing that I thought was important is when you start composting how quickly will you have good soil that you can then use in your garden yeah so I mean I think it takes a while for the reaction to actually start happening and to get the compost started so I mean if you were to start in the fall you would probably have good nutrient rich soil in the to start the spring hmm. So anyway, just some basics of composting. Because mm -hmm. um, I literally, when we started doing this, I was like, huh? Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. Justin has learned a lot. And as a result, I have learned a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
just some, we were going to just give some like very practical gardening tips, but I first wanted to just share a verse from Gen- from Genesis and we're going to share a ton of verses that go with like each element of gardening because mm-hmm. there is so much gardening imagery in the mm-hmm. Bible. It's so cool. Um, but just the verse in Genesis is just about like the Lord commanding Adam to take mm-hmm. care of the garden, but it's Genesis two fifteen, and it says, then the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really cool that like back in the very beginning, even before the fall, mm-hmm. like that was the job that one yeah. of the jobs that the Lord gave Adam. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's cool that we get to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think from the beginning, God kind of designed us to, to work. And at first, when that, when that first started, it was to toil in the garden. So I think it's just a really cool image of um, how God designed us and what God put in the world at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so just some practical tips if you want to just start, Justin. Also, I'm feeding Lena. So <laughs> We're taking a burp multitasking. break. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want, if you want to just start with the tips. Yeah. So we were we like I said we were in Charlottesville and. Charlottesville is famous for its red clay, so not the most ideal soil to grow a garden. Uh, so that was that'd be the first tip: is just to know what kind of soil you have, and you know try and figure out what can grow well in that soil. Also, I'll mention that we were renting, so I wasn't willing mm-hmm. to put a bunch of money into trying to make the soil better, um, and try and buy a bunch of things to yeah. help with the pH and all that stuff that goes into making good soil. So we were renting, um, but yeah, it's really important to know, (laughs) it's really important to know what kind of soil you have and also what kind of (laughs) climate you live in. So it's really convenient because the farmer's almanac will tell you, you know, what zone you're in and what grows well in your zone. and, And that's important too for like knowing what you should plant and when you should plant it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It'll tell you. Based on your zone, you should plant these kind of plants and this time of year. So, And I think we just got lucky and we started out with zucchini and squash, which really can grow anywhere. So that might be mm-hmm. a good place to start if, you know, depending mm-hmm. on where that you live. That would be a Maria starter pack, <laughs> some zucchini and squash. Yeah, it thrived in the red clay. Not much does. Yeah, it did really well. Hmm. Um, so then the second tip, which I guess kind of goes along with the fact that we were renting, but just figuring out how much space you have and are willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice because for sure it will be part of your yard, your mm-hmm. property, whatever. Um, and so that's important to know because that will help determine what kind of plants you can plant mm-hmm. and how big they get and how much space they take up and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing I would say, which we kind of already mentioned, but start small. And mm-hmm. start with like one or two plants at the mm-hmm. most your first year. Yeah, so don't we, get too ambitious. Yeah. So we started with zucchini and squash. One, because like I said, we started late. We were in the summer and those things can grow really quick and also produce into the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, the soil, they live in anything. So they're mm-hmm. a really easy plant to start with. And then the fourth tip was just to start with vegetables that are easier to grow. So like Justin's saying, um, and another one in addition to zucchini and squash is green beans. Yeah. Oh, and cool. then, yeah. And then, um, you know, as you figure out what you're doing and you get more comfortable then like the next year, add on some mm-hmm. other vegetables or. Yeah. So every year since the first year, we've added at least one thing to mm-hmm. our garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
So then we just thought it'd be fun to to talk about, and Justin and I had a good time just brainstorming, like, more secular, not necessarily, like, even just related to, like, our life as Christians, Mm -hmm. but just valuable lessons that we feel like gardening can teach our children and especially getting our kids involved with gardening Mm -hmm. um, and and helping having them help us Mm -hmm. you know one day Um, but I mean first of all I think that it just is such an opportunity to teach them the value of hard work Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of along with that Justin was thinking about how it gives them an opportunity to be responsible for something so Mm -hmm. I've seen so many parenting things talk about like let your child pick a vegetable or a fruit to grow mm-hmm. and like even start out like in a small pot inside plant the seed and then as it gets bigger you know let them take it outside and they're responsible for mm-hmm. watering weeding you know all that sort of thing and it makes me think of so my mom's parents who have a lot of land um already had a really big garden but when I was little my brother who's two years younger than me grew pumpkins one year mm-hmm. and it was so fun because he started out like in styrofoam cups at our house, like planted mm-hmm. the seeds. And then when they got bigger, we took them to my grandparents' garden and transplanted them and they got huge. So that was obviously a little bit more work because my mom would take him over to their house so he could like water them and stuff. But if you have it at your house, it's obviously way more convenient. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I feel like it's just so fun that the child is growing something that they chose to grow, that yeah. they're interested in. And also just what an opportunity to like, have them if they're old enough to like read and research like mm-hmm. you know different things about that plant and mm-hmm. I just feel like it's such a valuable learning tool mm-hmm. yeah I didn't even think about that like you teach them a lot that they could learn in school and yeah. just relate it back to yeah. that like science and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I was gonna say we <laughs> this is probably the most gardening I've done lol um but in third grade we do a project called how does your garden grow and they put different seeds in like little like the bathroom paper cups and they still will grow because we do like wheat and like pinto beans like just really basic seeds yeah and we put them in the windowsill and we do them in rock soil and sand and they see how they grow and I mean, it's the best, like the first day a little sprout comes up and the kid that planted that comes in, it's like Christmas morning. Yeah. Like they think it's the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's so fun. And they're so proud and so excited. And then if they're not, you get to talk about like what went wrong and yes. what you would do different next time. And I love that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that goes along with teaching them the value of hard work. So mm-hmm. yeah, if it doesn't work the first time, like teaching them like mm-hmm. persistence, like don't mm-hmm. give up. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's see what we need to fix the next time. But then also, like you said, they're so proud. So another thing we thought that was just really valuable was just it gives them the chance to be proud of what they're doing mm-hmm. and to take pride in their work. And so I just keep imagining the day that like Priors helped us grow something and we're like, okay, can you go pick a pepper? And like, then we cook it for dinner. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he's like so excited and so proud that he was able to help grow that thing. I just think that yeah. will be a really. Yeah. And just thing. like contributing to the family. Yeah. For sure. So I think that would be fun. Also, I think probably one of the most important things is just that it teaches them delayed gratification. Absolutely. Like it's not something, you know, this day and time, everyone Mm -hmm. wants things right away. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things at our fingertips, Mm -hmm. but just teaching them like, okay, we planted this thing, but it's not going to be ready for a while. Um, So I think that's really important. And you have to put in the work up front. Yeah. And then you have to keep working. Mm -hmm. Like you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last thing is just, um, teaching them the importance of filling our bodies with good nutritious foods and you know going back I know we've talked about it a bunch but with the meal planning and then the self-care but our bodies are temples and Mm -hmm. so um, I think it's so important to teach them from the very beginning 
um, that they need to be eating good, healthy things, not so that they can look a certain way, Mm -hmm. but so that they can be healthy and strong and able to work and love their families well. And so I think, yeah, just even teaching them like the importance of healthy eating from the beginning. Yeah. And just really quick, going back to the responsibility thing, like if you don't have pets or if you're not in the position that you want to get pets, like it's just a good way an easy way to like teach them like responsibility of taking care of something yeah which speaking of pets sorry you can definitely <laughs> hear our dogs they want to play right now <laughs> life has just gotten a little more hectic i know, know. it's okay um so now <laughs> i think that we'll just jump into breaking down gardening like by each element um so we'll talk about soil and then sunlight and water pruning weeds the harvest and then composting and so we just thought it'd be fun to like talk about what each of these means in relation to gardening but then also kind of the parallel and how it relates and the imagery with like our life as believers and Mm -hmm. jesus and all of that good stuff so um and we have like a verse or like a parable or Mm -hmm. something that goes with each thing but so obviously soil is probably the number one thing or the place that you're going to start when you're thinking about gardening. And so obviously it's super important to have good soil that Mm -hmm. will allow things to grow. And so there are a lot of things that go into good soil. So like the density, pH, nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the same way, there are a lot of necessary elements that that we require to be consistent in our walk with Jesus. So Mm -hmm. like prayer, reading the word, being in community with other believers and being poured into by them being discipled all that kind of stuff and so we just were thinking that the parable of the sower was really relevant mm-hmm. um so it's in a bunch of different gospels but mm-hmm. i just pulled some parts from matthew matthew 13 1 through 23 um so obviously people are probably familiar with the parable of the sower but i just was going to break it down but so it's essentially about this farmer planting seeds mm-hmm. and so he plants them or they end up in four different places so some Some fall on the road and birds eat it. Some fall in the gravel and those seeds sprout quickly, but um, they don't put down roots. So then when the sun comes up, they wither just as quickly as they sprouted. Mm -hmm. Um, Some fall into the weeds. So as they come up, they're strangled by the weeds. And then some fall on good earth and those produced a harvest beyond the farmer's wildest dreams. So just kind of like the meaning of each of these. But Mm -hmm. so the seeds that are scattered on the road, when people hear of the good news of Jesus and don't take it in, it just remains on the surface. And then Satan comes along and plucks it right out of the person's heart. So nothing ever grows. Mm -hmm. Um, The seed cast in the gravel represents a person that hears the good news and instantly responds with enthusiasm, but there's no soil of character. So when emotions wear off and difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. Um, The seed cast in the weeds represents a person who hears the good news, but weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun. Mm. Strangle what was heard, and then nothing comes of it. Mm. And then, of course, the seed cast on good earth represents the person who hears and takes in the good news and then produces a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. So I think, yeah, just the importance of having that solid foundation Mm -hmm. that things can grow from. I know, sorry, I just talked a ton about that. Do you have anything to add, Justin? <laughs> I yeah. want you guys to write a book, and I already have a title, so <laughs> that's all I have to add. That was that was well, really cool. Again, though, none of this is stuff that like we've come up with. Like this is all. I mean, yes, we sat down and we were like, okay, what parallel could be mm-hmm. made? But all of this is just like literally from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I think you guys are making good parallels. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like when 
like I never thought about all of the imagery in the garden, which oh, yeah. now we love garden you mean imagery. In the Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorry. The garden imagery, imagery in, the, in the, Bible. the Bible. Yeah. Which now I think like we love the garden imagery and mm-hmm. literally could talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just really since we started like composting and doing the garden mm-hmm. that all these things are kind of we're able to see these parallels yeah. a lot easier. It's like you're getting like the firsthand experience. Yeah. Like you're seeing yeah. it visibly and you're working with it tangibly. And so it's like more real. Yeah. yeah. And I also just think, which this is how I feel too. Like I love the mountains and it's like, I think when I'm intentional to like take them in, just like what a tiny glimpse of how amazing God is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and what an amazing creator he is mm-hmm. and all of these intricate details that all of these elements are necessary mm-hmm. for things to grow and thrive and to produce and bear fruit. And so it's just so amazing that we have the opportunity to take part in this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he created a garden from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, sorry, the pups are literally, I don't know if you want to take a second to, like, try to calm them down. (laughs) Pups, settle. Sorry, guys. It's okay. I'm like, normally they look at Justin and they calm down. So they'll be fine in, like, a second. Well, and also normally it's just Maria and and me recording and so <laughs> yes. normally Justin and Spencer are like yes. with them and so they're not used yep. to not having Justin's attention <laughs> um, but the next element of gardening that we wanted to talk about was just sunlight and water I'll let you talk about this one since I talked a lot about the soil well you go ahead and start and I'll jump in okay um, so just realizing and acknowledging that sunlight and water are obviously life-giving for plants and are necessary for growth um, and so the parallel in relation to our life as believers is just that Jesus and the word quench our thirsty souls. And so they're obviously necessary and life giving for us as believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So the, the verse we kind of came up with for this one was John four, John four, 13 through 14. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of waters welling up to eternal life. So, yeah, and it's from, you know, the the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just the fact that Jesus is is living water and... Mm-hmm. Hashtag Ellie Holcomb. I know. <laughs> I know. Obviously, um, she got it from the Bible, but yeah. it's a really good song. <laughs> yeah. So I think just recognizing that, yeah, just like water and sunlight are necessary for plants to grow, you know, we have things that we require as Christians mm-hmm. um, for us to be faithful and strong in our walk. And so Justin had an excellent point that he came up with, and I'll let him explain. Again, we love the imagery. So it was really, we were talking about this uh, episode. Flowing. And I was literally just thinking, no pun intended with like <laughs> living water. <laughs> and I was just thinking like in the spring, it's really easy in the garden because it rains a lot, but also going in the summer, like I have to do a lot more work as far as like watering the garden and trying to figure out, you know, if it rained this day, I probably need to water the garden this day if it doesn't mm-hmm. rain again. So just the difference between like just depending on the rain and then also um, putting in, you know, I have to do an action as well in watering mm-hmm. the garden. So then, so what we were thinking like rainwater versus the gardener watering the mm-hmm. garden. Yeah. And so what that kind of related to, to us and you know, what we've heard a lot is, and 
again, going back to like, we enjoy community city groups is what, or community groups, I guess we have. And so we don't want to just put in that time on Sunday. Well, we don't want to just be, we can't as believers just be dependent on Sundays to feed us. Mm -hmm. Like that's not enough, Mm -hmm. which would be representative of the rain mm-hmm. or I guess the rain the rain would represent Sundays which yeah. is like the easy thing as Christians you go to church right. on Sunday yeah. and you feel like you're done for the week right yeah so the rain just comes and so like like Sarah said it's just the easy thing to, to go on Sundays and then be done for the rest of the week mm-hmm. but as Christians as believers like we need to be putting in that time like every day whether it be you know with other believers whether it be with a quiet time or prayer so yeah just acknowledging that as christians we need to be intentional and in making sure that we're fed throughout the week and in other ways so i think that that's just important and you know obviously the water is necessary but it like justin said it requires work on our part too mm-hmm. it's not just always going to be like a passive thing that's mm-hmm. happening to us or being given to us um so the next element that we want to talk about was pruning so kind of, again, just starting with like what pruning means in relation to gardening. So um, just like basically taking away anything that is like anything that's dead or mm-hmm. dying or even things that are living but are taking away mm-hmm. from good growth of whatever it is that you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just we want to be intentional about taking away anything that's taking energy and nutrients from your plant. Mm-hmm. And usually these are part of the plant, but mm. you have to take away some of these things so that the plant can just grow and be even, you know, more abundant in the fruit that it's providing or stronger as a plant. Mm-hmm. So. so one thing that Justin has been doing this year with our tomato plants is there are things called suckers on the tomato plants, and you can talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so basically they will they'll kind of pop up and you could tell what they are because they grow between like your main stem and a leaf and they'll actually branch out and grow more tomatoes. So they're not bad. It's not Mm -hmm. something that's dying or bad. It's actually like something that will also produce tomatoes. Yeah, but they'll produce like withered tomatoes or they won't look as Mm. nice or grow as big. So in Charlottesville, this is actually one thing I learned like I just kind of let the tomato plant go, mm-hmm. which wasn't a great decision because our tomatoes looked like not good. Um, so this year we started, I started pruning and the tomatoes look and I guess they taste better. They're so good, you guys. <laughs> They're so good. It's so funny. Justin and I, neither of us love raw tomatoes. So we've been using them to make like salsa, marinara, tomato mm-hmm. sauce. But Maria likes I could literally eat it like an apple. So I was literally so she's so, our taste so tester because we were like we don't really know how they are like by themselves they're awesome um, but yeah so if Justin didn't take this sucker away then it would not make great tomatoes and also the tomatoes from the main stem probably might not be as good hmm. so another thing that I think with that point is it's just important to think about like yeah there might be more like there might be a greater quantity of tomatoes mm-hmm. but they would be lesser quality so that's something else is like you know quantity over quality Mm -hmm. is not always best Mm -hmm. yeah i think relating that to like our walk as christians is just um a lot of things are gonna be trying to consume our time and we just need to be intentional about looking at everything we have going on in our life Mm -hmm. and trying to decipher like 
what things are taken away from time with God or time mm-hmm. with other believers where or time that we could be sharing Jesus with mm-hmm. non-believers. Yeah. 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 And just trying to figure out like what things, even if they're good things, mm-hmm. like some good things may need to be pruned from our life mm-hmm. and from our schedule. And it may just be for a season. It may not mm-hmm. be forever, but yeah, like Justin said, there are a lot of things, even good things that compete for our time and attention. So I think it's just important for us to recognize things that may not be life-giving or things that, yeah, may be taken away from us being intentional in our walk or in loving on other people or, mm-hmm. yeah. So the verse that we found that we felt like went along with this was John fifteen two, and it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. So again, by us being intentional and sharing with other people, they can then go share with other people too. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, making more fruit in the kingdom. Um, so then the next point, which kind of goes along with pruning, but just wanting to talk about weeds. So both of these things we felt like were, were two things in the gardening process that help maintain, mm-hmm. like as you're growing your plants. Um, but yeah, so again, just recognizing that in relation to gardening, weeds are bad things that are taking energy and nutrients away from mm-hmm. our plants. So kind of like, you know, the idea of pruning, you want to take these things away so that our plants can have more energy and nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin made the point you can talk about if you don't completely destroy the weeds. Yeah, so yeah, so if you don't completely destroy the weeds, they are going to just grow up around your plants. They're going to mm-hmm. take away, like Sarah said, they're going to take away the nutrients. Yeah, if we aren't intentional to completely destroy the weeds, then they can literally choke out our mm-hmm. plants and then kill them. Um, and another point that my grandmother was making, and she was so cute and said that when her kids, like when my mom and her siblings were little, she would have them out in the garden because they all helped. And mm-hmm. she said, I would always tell them how the weeds are like sin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really pretty and we are like really deceived and we're like, wait, like, you know, there are flowers that are weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really deceived and we're like, wait, but that's a good thing. Like we don't mm-hmm. want to get rid of that. And so it's like sin in our life. Like sometimes sin are, is things, you know, a lot of times that makes us feel good, but or they not. look really good on uh-huh. the outside. Yes. Yeah. Just like the apple in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sometimes the weeds look exactly like whatever it is that we're growing. And so we have to really be intentional to figure out mm-hmm. like, is that a weed or is that our plant? Um, and so I just thought that that was a really cool parallel. And even just, you know, again, with the weeds can become so entangling and life sucking that, mm-hmm. you know, we really have to do what we can to get rid of it. And so, yeah, just as believers, like getting rid of, of the things that in this case, they are things that are bad. Whereas mm-hmm. the pruning, we were saying like, even if it's good things, um, but just getting rid of the things in our life that are toxic mm-hmm. and that are going to hinder us in our walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted to share Genesis 3.17 just because weeds are a result of the fall. Like Mm -hmm. us having to to toil and work so hard Mm -hmm. to produce food from the ground is a result of the fall. And so Genesis 3.17 says, And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The next section that we wanted to talk about is the harvest. Yay! I know. This is the fun (laughs) part. The good stuff, hopefully. And I think this is probably something that Justin (laughs) loves. Um, 
just because you are so proud when you go out and like get a tomato or a pepper. You're like, look at this pepper that we grew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to go out there, see what's grown from all of the months of waiting and mm-hmm. hard oh, That's work. Justin's favorite part at the end of every day. He's like, can I go look at the garden? Yeah, literally <laughs> get home, say hi to Sarah and Pryor and then head out in the garden. Um, and then, you know, just seeing what has grown and what we could, you know, maybe pick off that night and eat and, mm-hmm. you know, add to our meal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always just really fun to be able to use stuff that has grown up in our backyard and um, also be able to share that with people. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just with the harvest, it's rewarding to see, like Justin's saying, the fruit that's come from your hard work. And then to get to enjoy the fruits of your labor and, yeah, share it with people and, you know, make a meal and have people over and enjoy it together. And the other thing that, Justin, you were making the point that um, – because one thing that is hard with the harvest that we were saying is, like, in terms of gardening, usually the harvest signifies, like, the end of the season. And so it's like a break after that, like, no more Mm -hmm. work, whereas – as believers, like the work never ends. Mm. Like we have to keep harvesting and, you know, um, and obviously, you know, different seasons of life will be different and look different. But, um, one thing that was really cool is Justin was, you made the point that you can keep seeds from your harvest, like from that year to plant and cultivate the next year. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how cool that like those seeds can represent like when we, take the time to be intentional and share Mm -hmm. with other people about Jesus and they come to know Jesus and then they share with people. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, the seeds are continuing to Mm -hmm. produce fruit. And I thought that that was so cool. So, yeah. And just as believers, you know, the harvest representing, like maybe seeing someone, like I said, come to know Jesus that you've been intentional and sharing with and spending time with Mm -hmm. and witnessing to and discipling. And yeah, it's just really rewarding. And I mean, it's what the Lord calls us to do Mm -hmm. is to, make disciples and Mm -hmm. to share with people and really if we love the lord then we should want to share like we shouldn't it should be hard for us to keep it all to Mm -hmm. ourselves Mm -hmm. and i think yeah that's how you feel like with with gardening like you want to give like literally we were going out of town on saturday for the day and justin comes in with these tomatoes and i was like what are you doing we're trying to get on the road and he was like i just wanted to take them to maria and spencer's (laughs) and we love it so much it's so sweet yeah but it was yeah they're so good i really do love it (laughs) yeah so i just think about like how similar to like you know Mm -hmm. the contagious joy that we have like in christ like wanting to share that with Mm -hmm. people and yeah yeah i mean i think you know we had extra and so we we want to share but also like sarah's saying like we we shouldn't contain like the good news of the gospel and we should want to share that yeah you know just as much even more mm-hmm. and just spread that and you know help others like learn what we've learned and and see Jesus and for who he is so. Mm-hmm. and so the verse that we have for this is second corinthians 9:10 and it says He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And then the very last little element of gardening that we were going to talk about is composting. So I know we talked about it in the beginning, but it's just breaking down waste Mm -hmm. um, so that it can then become nutrient-rich soil that you can use and benefit from in the future. Mm -hmm. But just the parallel being that all things are made new in Christ. Like he takes the old things and creates new life out of it. 
So. Yeah, so literally at the end of every season, whatever's left in the garden, um, I pull up and take to the compost bin. And then that stuff that we pull up from, from that year, compost down, and it helps produce a, even more next year and provides the nutrients for the next plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like recognizing that the Lord can take even bad, terrible things and use them for good. And so I just think it's so encouraging and like, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord, for that, that he takes the old and makes it new. And so mm-hmm. the verse that we had for this was 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Yeah, um, I think it's just encouraging because nothing is surprising to God. So all like even the bad things, like Sarah said, can uh, be used to just spread His kingdom and teach mm-hmm. others about Him. Uh, yeah, and one other like really cool imagery, and I know like that we've talked about this a lot with you guys, Maria, but um, just like the sprouts and the growth mm-hmm. that we see in gardening, how it beautifully represents the new life that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so again, with like you know taking the old and making the new and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just thankful that that we have new life in Him. We don't do anything to deserve it. We can't earn it, and He gives it to us anyway. And yeah, we don't deserve for Him to take the old and mm-hmm. make it new, but He does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just we thought that these were these are really cool things that we're hoping one day we'll be able to to use to teach prior and hopefully future babies um, mm-hmm. just about Jesus and the importance of of putting in the work so that other people can know him and Mm -hmm. we can be more faithful in our walk but yeah Yeah. i'm ready for the book i want a book i want you guys to write a book and we'll see what happens i think this is great (laughs) we have joked like if we ever wrote a book maybe it would be something gardening in the gospel should i not tell people the title that's the title (laughs) (laughs) don't it's copyright yes no but i love it it's it's great well we had we totally had uh, had fun brainstorming for this episode mm-hmm. and but it does like I feel like I know you guys worked hard on it but I also feel like it does come kind of naturally because God created it mm-hmm. yeah. to come naturally because he is the gardener yeah so that's it's really cool that yeah you talk about composting or pruning and like there are verses upon yes. verses upon verses that you can pull from yeah it because is because he is created so cool. it that way that's awesome yeah i know i love it it yeah. is so cool i feel like like just looking at gardening it's even kind of like shaped our way of life or thought process in Mm. life like just trying to trying to be clean eat clean and um like just trying to think of how we can reduce waste and steward Mm -hmm. things well and steward what we've been given Mm -hmm. including like our house and the property it's on and like use it for Mm -hmm. you know cultivating life and plants and stuff yeah, I feel like it's just made you way more intentional mm-hmm. with the things you've been given or yeah. have worked for, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, taught us a lot of lessons, and we can't wait to teach our babies about all these yeah. lessons. <laughs> and Pryor will be learning from it so soon. I'm sure he's already kind of caught on to the fact that it exists and things are coming from it, and soon he'll be yeah. running around out there. I know he will. Yeah, we're excited. In his overalls. Yes, in his I know. Maria, yeah, Marie and Spencer got him Carhartt overalls <laughs> that match Justin. Um, they got a 
they got them for a prior for his birthday, and Justin has a pair that he works in outside, and so we're so excited to let They're them so cute. match. We're going to need a full-fledged photo shoot. One photo will not be enough. <laughs> this is so true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, and thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be helpful if you would subscribe or leave us a rating and review. And feel free to follow us and join the conversation at the Cold Coffee Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We wish we could have coffee with each of you, but since we can't, we'd love to send a gift card to the first two people who share this episode on their Instagram story and tag us in the post. Once again, thanks for joining us on the Cold Coffee Podcast.